The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus podcast, are each individual's experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Great morning, my beloved sister. Sharing is caring and it makes God smile. It is so many people that are battling this dreaded disease that greatly appreciates your podcast. I don't have to um personally know it i know it in my heart because people feel that they don't have an option you know to battle and when you have these individuals like the lady you just had on there coming and sharing their stories this gives other people hope and encouragement and it inspires them to keep pushing forward with life so I appreciate you. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. Sheila Smith, the creator of Right Side of 50. Right Side of 50 is having a sister-to-sister women's brunch. November 17th, 2018. I am my sister's keeper. Tickets for this event are on sale now at Eventbrite. Follow Right Side of 50 on Instagram. That's all one word. R-I-G-H-T-S-I-D-E-O-F-5-0. Abundant Harvest Aquaponics. Planting seeds to grow food and creating opportunities for people and families. You can contact this nonprofit organization at www.abundantharvestaquaponics.org. Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets carries an array of women's and men's bracelets along with a line of awareness bracelets. Premio Handmade Gemstone Bracelets is offering my listening audience 25% off of your next purchase. Before you check out, go to the coupon section and type my story SH. That's M-Y-S-T-O-R-Y SH. You can visit Premio Bracelets at Etsy.com. This promotion is valid until November 15th, 2018. Hello and welcome back to My Story Living with Lupus. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks. Hope you had a good week. Today is October the 12th. 2018. I hope your week was fantastic. I would like to say hello to everyone that's listening to me 
on Apple CarPlay. And all you have to do is say, Hey Siri, play podcast Susan Hendricks, My Story Living with Lupus. And I would like to welcome Android CarPlay also. Well, today's topic is, is healthcare a right or privilege? So you have your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and if you're listening later, after 12 o'clock, get your favorite glass of wine and come on and join me. And call in and let me know your opinion on, is healthcare a right or a privilege. All right. I'm going to throw out some pros and cons um, to the issue. Is health care a right or privilege? Call in and give me your opinion. And surprisingly, the majority of the cons are coming from physicians. Yes, that's right. Physicians. Okay, the first pro is health care must be recognized as a right, not a privilege. Every man, woman, and child in our country should be able to access the health care they need regardless of income. And the con, morally, you have no right to demand medical care of me. I may recognize your necessity and offer charity. My friends and I may choose to band together and fund your medical care, but your necessity, necessity, I'm sorry, does not change the basic math. Medical care is a service and a good provided by a third party. The pro is health is not a consumer good, but rather a universal right. Therefore, access to health care services cannot be a privilege. The con, health care is a free society, is not a function of government. The government needs to get out of the health care business and allow the free market to flourish. Healthcare is not a right. Rights are inherently intangible. Healthcare is a commodity. When the government starts declaring commodities to be a human right, they assume redistribution powers that are not afforded to them by the Constitution. Now, what do you think about that one? Surprisingly, that came from a physician. The next pro, I think it, talking about health care, should be a right for every American in a country as wealthy as ours. For us to have people who are going bankrupt because they can't pay their medical bills. For my mother to die of cancer at the age of 53 and have to spend the last months of her life in a hospital room arguing with insurance companies because they're saying that this 
may be a pre-existing condition and they don't have to pay her treatment. There's something fundamentally wrong about that. And the con point to that is, with regard to the idea of whether you have a right to health care, you have to realize what that implies. It's not an abstraction. I'm a physician. That means you have a right to come to my house and constrict me. It means you believe in slavery. Can you believe that? Can you possibly phantom that idea in your head? The pro side, the preamble to the United States Constitution and Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution both describe an originating purpose of our United States to promote the general welfare Healthcare is a legitimate function of our government. Healthcare is a basic right in a democratic society. It is no more a privilege based on ability to pay than is the right to vote, which was once accorded only to property owners. Sit and think about what I just told you, and I'll be right back. Flowers for Lupus, dedicating efforts to those living with lupus. You can follow Flowers for Lupus on Facebook or visit them at their website at www.flowersforlupus.org. Or teas that rule. Their primary objective is to provoke thought and bring change via their products. You can follow Teas That Rule on Instagram or visit their website at teasthatrule.com. That's all one word T E E S T H A T R U L E dot com. Henry Long, the author of Positive Energy 24-7. You can purchase an autographed copy of his motivational book at writepath247.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-P-A-T-H 247.com. 202 Media and Events Concierge presents the 12th annual DMV edition of Cupcakes and Cocktails, May the 18th, 2019. So save that date. For all of your event planning needs, you can follow them at www.202mediaevents.com. Specializing in creating innovative ways to shape your idea into an extraordinary event field with fun and entertainment. You can also follow them on Facebook. 
at 202 Media and Event Concierge. Thank you for joining me back. Now, I'm going to get into the last con, but I want to go back in history with you. Um, back to 1945, okay? On November the 19th, 1945, only seven months into his presidency, Harry S. Truman sent a presidential message to the United States Congress proposing a new national health care program. Now, in his message, Truman argued that the federal government should play a role in health care, saying, quote, unquote, the health of American children, like their education, should be recognized as a definite public responsibility. One of the chief aims of President Truman's plan was to ensure that all communities, regardless of their size or income level, had access to doctors and hospitals. President Truman emphasized the urgent need for such measures, asserting that, quote, unquote, about 1,200 counties, 40% of the total in the country with some 15 million people have either no local hospital or none that meets even the minimum standards of national professional associations. Now, President Truman's plan was to improve the state of health care in the United States by addressing five separate issues. The first issue was the lack of doctors, dentists, nurses, and other health professionals in many rural or otherwise lower-income areas of the United States. He saw that the earning capacity of the people in some communities make it difficult, if not impossible, for doctors who practice there to make a living. He proposed to attract doctors to the areas that needed them with federal funding. Now, it seems like this health care issue has been going on a long time, a very long time. Truman's plan wanted to ensure only quality hospitals were built. The plan also called for the creation of national standards for hospital and other health centers. Now, to get back to the last con, and it was a true national health care system along the lines of Britain or Canada 
would have advantages and disadvantages over what we have now. But one advantage that it doesn't offer is to free us from the need to think about our health care in the cold logic of dollars and cents. Rather than warm and fuzzy altruistic ideas. Health care cannot be a right full stop. It has to stop before we run out of wallet, which is money. This just totally amazes me. It truly amazes me. You know, I, when I was in college and I was doing my master's thesis, I wrote a paper on the fleecing of American health care system. And this is what I stated. While America has a long way to go, regarding our health care crisis. Some think that the universal health care system is the answer. But before we consider this, we first must solve the root problem of the current system that is in place now. There must be change to stop the fleecing of American health care. Certainly a key element in quality health care is to ensure that the three elements are in place, that the structure of the system is strong, and that clinicians can know what to do and are able to do it with skills and expertise. We also need to measure how well we do in the structure and process of care. The measure excuse me, to measure the outcomes we achieve and to identify areas where there is an opportunity for improvement. We need to develop more and better understandable formats that help improve healthcare decision making. And it is critically important that this information is available in the public domain. Because of health care special status, society has an ethical obligation to ensure that all people have access to an adequate level of health care. Society's recognition and implementation of this obligation is all more important because market forces alone will not produce appropriate distribution of health care resources. For those making decisions about resource allocations, ethical pitfalls can be best avoided if policy formulation is differentiated from clinical decisions about specific patients' access to care. Now, 
We all know someone who has been in a life situation. And life happens. You work one day, you lose your job the next day, and then the next day you lose your benefits. We cannot penalize these people or anyone or call them a burden on society. And I think that's where some people have tunnel vision. Like it, it's a privilege to have health care. No, it is not a privilege to have health have health care. It is a human right, in my opinion. You know, as human beings, we are all valuable social entities whereby through the force of morality, through implicit forged covenants among us as individuals and between us and our governments and through the natural rights we maintain as individuals and those we collectively surrender to the common good. In my opinion, it has been determined by nature, by natural law, and by natural rights that human beings have the right, not the privilege, to health care access. That's my opinion. I get in an uproar when I talk about this. And maybe it's, it's to save the world in me. But no one in this country should be without health care. We've all worked for it. We have put money into the system when we worked to have health care. We should not be judged or receive health care on the basis of what type of insurance you got. If you have a state insurance, you should receive the same type of health care as the person who has the Blue Cross, the Aetna insurance. I tell you, I get excited when I, when I think about this. I'm passionate about this. Everyone deserves total quality health care. And that's my opinion. Call in and tell me what you think. Is health care a right or a privilege? Thank you, my listening audience. Also, thank you to the, all of the sponsors for entrusting me with your services or products. And I'll see you next week. I'll be broadcasting remotely from the West Coast. Yes, the West Coast. So, have a relaxing weekend. And enjoy. Live your best life. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, for my story, Living with Lupus. 
And if you would like to appear on My Story Living with Lupus, contact me at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Talk to you guys next week.